Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back. Fine Music Radio is not the daily news on classic business. It's brought to you by 10X, the authority on wealth creation that delivers. 10X, your future. So this evening in this Not the Daily News slot, we're going to be talking to Damon Bush about Amazon. This is something I think that's close to everybody's heart, and especially those of us that do online shopping. Now, Damon, this is obviously something that I should think the other retailers who are competitors to Amazon have been dreading of the likes of, I, I expect things like Take a Lot have sort of probably been putting a lot of plans in place to, in anticipation of this. Um, have, is there a launch date for this? At the moment, no, there isn't a launch date. Um, we just know that it's early this year. So in October last year, they announced that they were going to launch early this year and they opened up the website for traders to start registering on the website for for sellers to to register that's in process at the moment but no official launch date on when but it should be kind of first to second quarter of this year and do you think that um they'll do quite a lot of sort of advertising in that in you know in in a run up to that or do you think it'd be a soft launch um i think it'll be a relatively soft launch um once it is up and running i think they will start pushing i mean as yet i i haven't come across too much advertising to push it hard um but if you look at the way they've launched in other markets globally they normally take quite a measured slow approach to getting the the local platform up and running just to try and get an understanding of what local conditions are build up their database on local kind of client behaviors and how what shopping patterns are and then once they've got that data set up and the supply chain set up to handle the all the product that they that they will start selling, then they start pushing it a little bit hard. So I think it will be relatively slow at the start. And from a logistics point of view, obviously, you know, the online stuff has to be distributed out. Do you think they're going to um, do what they do in the US and use their own logistics or will they, in fact, piggyback on some of the existing um, logistics or is there no indication of which way they're going to go? I mean, they haven't come out and specifically stated, but globally, they they typically use their own logistics. Um, they they control their supply chain quite well, and that's where the core part of their IP really sits. Um, so I expect that they'll do the same. I mean, in South Africa, you know, kind of a core way these internet businesses work globally is they they leverage off the local post offices. That's quite a cheap way to distribute product. Um, globally, obviously that works in a market where you have an efficient postal service, which we don't have in South Africa. So they will have to use more private logistics services, but those are, are generally very well established here and as kind of take a lot of use and, and the multiple other retailers that have online offerings kind of use all the various local logistics companies. They, I don't think Amazon will struggle too much to set that up. And they have been putting this in, in place for quite a while, the plans. So I think it will be relatively seamless, um, but they will control it themselves and in my view so i mean take a lot is obviously again is the first one that comes to mind in terms of competitors and they're very well established how is amazon going to be able to compete against take a lot so take lot are established i mean they have they built up a great business in south africa and you know they launched in 2011 so you've had kind of a 13 year runway to establish a business here and they do 
they've got a lot of sellers on it and a very well-established brand, which helps. And um, I guess the, the core premise of a business like Amazon is the first thing it competes on is range, which is which is critical. And for an online shopper, you want to go on and be able to find whatever you're looking for. Um, the range that Amazon can offer is significantly larger than what Take-A-Lot can. And that's just because they can tie into the global distribution base. Yeah, so you can pull product from around the world, which is typically what they do. That range is what, what gives them the, the biggest differentiator. And then in terms of their IP and how their algorithms work, and that I think that's also one uh, an area where they've just got a lead on everyone globally. You know, they are the, the behemoth in online retail. And I think it's very difficult for a business in South Africa, despite the size of Take a lot here, to be able to compete with the, the tech and the IP that Amazon have got over time. So it will take them time to establish that within the local market and, and build up the local knowledge. But if you look, Kind of one of the most recent entries that they've done, um, which was into Australia a few years ago, they launched in in late 2017, and they slowly built up their their local knowledge. And in that Australian market, you had a few um, established incumbents, one being eBay, that had launched 18 years before Amazon arrived in Australia, and within a period of five years, Amazon had overtaken eBay in terms of total sales. And that was just through expanding their product base massively. So they started in Australia with seven and a half million products available on their platform. By the time they were expanding rapidly, they had over 200 million products available on their uh, on their website. You know, so that range is what really draws customers to the business. And, and it also draws more suppliers to the business because it's obviously a great platform to be able to sell through. Um, so that, I think that's going to be the big, the biggest driver of what makes it hard to compete with them. And then just that logistics efficiency is very challenging to compete with. Um, the the skill that they've got in terms of the way their algorithms work and price product and then ship it to you as efficiently. And the third thing that really I think is a key differentiator, which makes it very difficult for Takelot to compete, is the value-added services, what they tag on. So their prime offering and what you get in terms of Prime Video and those other tools where Takelot doesn't have that. So they've got a great product set and they they do deliver efficiently in South Africa. But what they don't have is an equivalent tool, or like an equivalent product to Prime, to Amazon's Prime. And, and that's going to be the key differentiator in time when that gets launched. You know, I should think a lot of South Africans are already members of Prime purely to get that uh you know, entertainment content apart from anything else. I mean, I have two kids in the UK and I use Amazon almost exclusively to, you know, birthday presents for grandchildren, things like that. So, and their their entertainment um, offering is very good. It is good. And I mean, globally, we're seeing in in the media space uh, a kind of war for content. And that's what, because content is what differentiates you from your peers. Um, and a business the size and scale of Amazon and can obviously has got a lot of firepower to pour into that content. Um, it's obviously got a capital base that is significantly bigger than what Take-A-Lot can pour into trying to generate anything like that if they were to to want to try and launch product in that, in that space. And once you've captured the customer and got them into your ecosystem, effectively, which is what Amazon has built, you know, you can you collecting more and more data on the customer and what they're doing, which gives you a greater ability to use your algorithms to drive 
improved sales to that specific customer based on what they're watching and what products they're potentially searching for. So it's that flywheel of dragging more people in, learning more about them, and then being able to tailor your sales and services to those wants and needs is what makes this Amazon business kind of as powerful as it is. And I suppose for for South African consumers, you know, who've maybe started to use something like Shein and Timu, um, and which is fairly seamless, um, but, you know, does require sort of, uh, you know, the the hiccup occasionally of having to pay VAT and import duty and sometimes those emails go missing and then stuff sits in the customers, this kind of thing, that if Amazon is going to be tapping into its worldwide network of suppliers, then they will do all of that for you. Obviously. Correct, yeah. And so that's what, that's what takes a while to set up the local supply chain part of it yeah. is that they have warehouses locally where they bring product in and over time, as they understand what customer shopping behaviors are, they stock those warehouses accordingly and, and ensure that the right product is in the right place so that they can provide that efficient delivery, that one day service or next day service. Um, and then, so I mean, the more developed markets, they do same day delivery to an extent. So it's, yeah. having that product locally is what helps where Shein and the likes of Temu struggle a little bit. And their model is more you order and then they ship it from china directly and that's what takes a while to come through Um, and then they obviously have a model of bringing in small parcel sizes and yeah individual parcel sizes and that's where it gets stuck while you have to pay the vat on that obviously with amazon's model is you just with the price that you see on the website is what you pay and that includes the the logistics fee component and and gets you that delivery quite efficiently so it does make it a far more seamless purchase um, for the consumer you know, ha- having used Amazon in the UK quite extensively, I've noticed that um, it may, it's, you know, not evident when you order it, but you are, in fact, ordering it from outside of the UK. And then you aren't getting the, the same day service. You are getting the same sort of she and Timu kind of thing. I mean, even to the, the UK, you're getting a sort of a 10-day, two-week, sometimes three-week delay when they bring it in. You know, I've I've had stuff coming in from the Netherlands obviously somewhere in the east sometimes china probably as well so um but you know obviously this has been sort of slowly integrated into the system and so um their customers are getting a little bit more used to the fact that it's not just one day i mean even on take a lot a lot of the stuff they have in the warehouse and you do get it the next day i mean i've ordered stuff on on take a lot in the afternoon and i've had it delivered the next morning without paying anything extra so they, I think they've also clued up on the fact that they, they've had to they've had to sharpen their pencils and and get a better system in place to to compete. Yeah, they have, and I think you know they they have established a very good business and they they do well at it. Um, and it is difficult trying to balance that customer expectation of kind of kind of which products is there are certain products that customers want immediately and as soon as possible, and they're. Other customer, other products that customers are happy to wait a few days for. You know, the bigger ticket purchases. If you if you're buying white goods, if you're doing a home renovation, you're wanting to buy a washing machine or something. You know, you don't you're not sitting waiting for it at home to to put your clothes in. And that's immediately. So it's about finding that and just managing customer expectations. It's when you disappoint customers that you create the biggest the biggest challenge. So as long as it's well communicated to the customer when it's coming and and you meet that timeline. 
then it's generally fun. I guess what will be the challenge for Amazon locally is that South Africa is not the most densely populated country in terms of our cities specifically. We There are a lot of outlying towns that are quite sparsely populated. There's long distances between towns and that. So it makes it quite hard to get online orders to outlying areas, which is why online has grown relatively slowly in South Africa. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how Amazon try and tackle that problem, um, you know, how they're going to deliver something to a small city like the likes of Puffet, uh, that if, if a client so wants it. But typically those clients are a lot more willing to wait a longer time because it is they're used to waiting a longer time for online orders to get to them if they can order it online at all. But it's it's trying to build a system that enables quick delivery for your cities where you've got customers that are far more demanding on that timeline while at the same time being able to supply as wide a customer base as possible to make it financially viable. And I think one of the things that Amazon is going to have to realize pretty quickly is that you can't leave it on the doorstep. Yeah, that is, that is, yeah, that's one of the challenges that they're going to struggle with in South Africa is that you, you can't do that. I think in a lot of markets globally, you can't really do that. I think the bigger challenge um, within this African market is just, if you go into the more informal areas, it's being able to find the right doorstep to put the product on. And, you know, kind of if you've got a formalized address network, um, it becomes relatively easy to find the right place to put the parcel. And if you go into a township where there's a less well-organized numbering system of houses yeah. and that trying to find the right consumer um, is going to be a little bit more challenging. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to watch it from from a consumer's point of view, and obviously from a business point of view, and and to see what the competitors do in order to keep up. Thank you very much, Damon, for a really interesting chat. That was Fine Music Radio, not the Daily News on Classic Business, and brought to you by Ten X Investments, an asset manager that provides investment solutions that deliver superior returns. Ten X, your future. Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice, and impact.